Hey, Brenton, are you are you ready over there? I'm waiting. I mean, Jay just said we're kicking her away from her business, so. No, I'm, I'm ready. I didn't even do it. <clears throat> Ready? Welcome back, Fortitutors. My name is J.W. Wilson, and to my right is obviously the handsomest fella in Fort Worth, <laughs> one Brenton Payne. Thank Welcome you. back, Brenton. Thank you. Today's show is a good one. Um, before we get to this special guest... I was digging around in the in Jay Fitzgerald's office uh, just the other day and um, looking for some audio equipment, and I found these. Yeah, neatly he tucked them. Neatly tucked away beside his computer. Do you have any idea um, what what was responsible for this? Well, all I know is one time I tried to eat a cookie in his office. He like came in out of nowhere and said, "Do not open them," because he likes to bring the like fresh. I guess sealed bag home. Jay, the company's on to you now. We know where the cookies have Look been disappearing over there. To. I wish we had a camera for that. I know. We'll get to that more later on. Also, uh, this week we had a, a, a very sad death, uh, not to change topics really quickly, but Eddie Robinson, he uh, was the oldest living Major League Baseball player retired at the time, but he passed away this week. Britton, are you familiar with Eddie Robinson? Uh, vaguely. Well, Eddie Sahib died um, this past Monday. He was born December 15th, 1920. That's quite a few years ago, right? One of the cool things about Eddie is he spent 60 years as a player, an exec, a coach, and a scout in the game of baseball. He was in around Fort Worth. He died, I believe, in his ranch in uh, just, just outside of Austin, I believe, Bastrop maybe. Uh, one of the cool things about Eddie in 1948, when Babe Ruth, you, do you know who Babe Ruth is? I do. Okay. <laughs> who was Babe Ruth? Was another uh, baseball player. Great. Nailed it. <laughs> when Babe Ruth walked to the home plate for his retirement, his ceremonial retirement, he was, there's a very famous photo of him leaning on a bat. The picture that was taken of him retiring he won the Pulitzer Prize that year. That bat was given to him in the dugout by Eddie Robinson, which is really a cool tie-in, oh, yeah. but... He was a really great dude, really well respected in Fort Worth. People love this guy. So I'm going to ask you about musicians or something sometime, and I'm well, going to just put you out there like you do with me every time. I, I await your await your challenge. <laughs> okay, getting on past that. If you guys care about the show, there's a few of you. Our moms, we know you do too. You can find us on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Fortitude FW. So please check us out. Tell us how ridiculous we are. Ask Britain some hard sports questions like who is Michael Jordan? That might really trump stump him this this time. But uh, look for us and contact us at fortitudefwpodcast at gmail.com. And our website is fortitudefw.com. So that all that out all the way, we can get on to our guest today. And we have a good one. Today's guest is the greatness of one Jesse Sheldon. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Thank you so much for having. <laughs> yes, I have my own is. sound effects. Yes, of course. Before you, <laughs> like, before you start in too heavily, um, the mayor sat in the seat where you were last just last week, and she is currently in COVID quarantine. <laughs> Perfect. If you need a little bit of this, just let us know. Britain's already sprayed my mouth in my drink, so I'm tasting it the whole show. It's but like my banaka. Great. Absolutely. So again, welcome to the show, Jesse. We're honored to have you. Your story is fantastic. We look forward to, to talking about it with you. First off, you were born and raised in Tulsa, Oklahoma, correct? That's correct. How high school? 
Um, I would have gone to Jinx High School. Yes. Jinx. I know yep. guys from there. They're, they're mm-hmm. known for some things. One thing in particular, football. Yes. And baseball, right? They got yeah, good pretty baseball. much all sports, yeah. really. It's, yeah, it's, Are they known for soccer? Uh, yeah, it's a good program there. Yeah. When did you realize you were a soccer uh, player that, of substantial talent? Uh, probably when I stopped growing and I couldn't really do basketball as well. Right. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I started playing soccer a little bit later than a lot of people do. I was almost eight, which doesn't sound like so old, but yeah, most kids start playing soccer when they're like three, four. Sure. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I was eight and, uh, played a couple of years of rec soccer and then kind of started up early on with some competitive soccer and just kind of went from like there. They have select teams then? Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you ended up moving to, uh, the Metroplex, Colleyville mm-hmm. specifically, where mm-hmm. you went, you attended Colleyville Heritage High School. Mm-hmm. Um, there, um, you your soccer prowess was so much so that you won the, the the school's first team state championship. Correct? Yes, that was in 1999. 1999, mm-hmm. very good. Did you um, guys party like it was 1999 after you, you won? You know we did. Yeah, <laughs> tell us how did how did we celebrate th- this victory, this championship? I mean, we it was actually it was a really really fun team to be a part of. We went undefeated. And it, I think we, I don't even remember how many, but we gave up no goals during playoffs. Like it was a very, very good team, but more than anything, we just really enjoyed each other. We had so much fun and probably on paper, we weren't the best team that there ever was, but we really just played for each other. It was a family and yeah, it's just one of my, my favorite, favorite experiences. Very cool. And as uh, this is the one sport, my partner does know a little bit about soccer. Mm -hmm. So you're, we're going down the right path with this interview. So (laughs) Uh, from there, you you had some offers to play in college. Mm-hmm. You ended up going to Mississippi State, mm-hmm. and then ultimately transferred to TCU, where you became part of the Fort Worth crowd, so to speak. Um, tell us about your time at TCU, if you don't mind. Yeah, so um, yeah, like you said, I started out at Mississippi State, and uh, love my soccer experience there. And but I was really kind of looking to get into film. And there weren't a lot of film opportunities in in Starkville or Stark Vegas, as we like to mm-hmm. call it. Um, so I went ahead and looked, I was looking at different schools and different programs and I got some interest from TCU in high school, but, uh, I hadn't really decided that that was like a film thing that I wanted to do or anything like that. I was just kind of like, Oh, I'm going to go play soccer, going to go do this. And then eventually after, you know, you're 19, 20, you're like, okay, I'm going to figure out what to do with the rest of my life, not just like focus on the sport. And so uh, I started kind of calling around and my coach at Mississippi State was really great. And he's like, I'll call any program. I'll give you a release. You know, I know this is something that you want to do and you want to pursue. So uh, I called up TCU. I knew that they had a really great film program and um, came and visited the film program first and really enjoyed it and really liked it. And then talked with the the soccer program and yeah, we made it work to where I could transfer in. Coach Rubinson? Yep. Mm-hmm. Very good. good what year? Was that junior year? Uh, yeah. So it was my junior year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you become a radio TV film major. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the Bob, she- Bob Schieffer School at the time, or was that prior yes. to being named that? Yeah, it okay. was. Yeah, it was a college of communication then, and I think now it's like film, TV, digital media, or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was radio TV film at the time. And you discovered that you loved this industry. What mm-hmm. what made you become a lover of the film TV industry? I mean, I always just really enjoyed just watching movies, watching shows, just the passion and and even more that I realized, like at first I was like, okay, well maybe I want to do in front of the camera and kind of be interested in that. And then the more I started just doing stuff like student, we do a lot of student films together. And once we got on campus and I just really kind of met this great group of people that would just hang out on weekends and making movies. And it's like, oh, I really enjoyed this, the behind behind the the scenes. scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And like that, it was really something different and something that, you know, you just don't really 
know you're not really as exposed to as much. That hadn't been my world. I had just been pretty much sports and mm-hmm. school and that's what it was. And I never really went to, you know, any acting camps or definitely no kind of filmmaking, anything like that. And it's, you know, things are different now. Everybody can go and shoot a movie with their iPhone now. And yeah. it just really wasn't the case back when never I was Never wanted to out. be a, a film star like my partner here, be on camera all the time. <laughs> Not not too much. I've I've dabbled a little bit with little little things here and there, but yeah, definitely prefer behind the camera. What um what was your favorite show at that time or movie? Like what were some that like right around that time when you came here, you kind of knew you wanted to do it that inspired you? Um, that's always a great question. I I really enjoyed. I just watched movies over and over again whenever I was at Mississippi State. I remember just like kind of. It sounds crazy, but just like kind of locking myself in the room and just trying to watch a bunch of, you know, different classics and anything from like, you know, Mean Streets to, you know, stuff in the 70s, 80s to just different genres. And uh, I pretty much liked all the genres. I did not care for horror movies, mm-hmm. but um, other who, than who that. does? Like, I don't I, understand where that evil, they get that, like the ideas yeah. for that, you know? No. It's crazy to me the stuff Have they, they met you? <laughs> well, no, but I mean, as dark as I am, like I would not, like that stuff is, oh, no doubt. it's crazy no doubt. how they make, and then yeah. to, to raise money and to actually be able to put it out and stuff. Oh, it's, I know. There's clearly an audience out there that's really into it. Yeah, it just wasn't for me. But yeah, I, um, you know, I really got into like improv comedies, like mm-hmm. Best in Show and that kind oh, of yeah. stuff came out when I was in college and I just really got was into Was this it. like a blockbuster was... thing though? Were you, were you renting it? What, what, like, cause <laughs> yeah. there's no streaming, right? Like no, at this it, time or no, anything? No, so it was, when I was at Mississippi State, it wasn't even blockbuster cause yes. in Starkville we did not even have blockbuster. Like so it was like a little, yeah, store. exactly. Yeah. Um, but then by the time I transferred to TCU, like Netflix was just kind of coming out, but it was with like the envelopes and mm-hmm. the mail and oh, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'm going to get this. And uh, yeah. And then Blockbuster didn't really think that that was anything and kind of missed out. Yeah. <laughs> so you get your degree from the, from the, the Bob Schieffer school and you go to work for a company called Sports Studio. Mm-hmm. They, they wanted, what were you doing for Sports Studio? So I, um, I basically moved out to LA right after I graduated college. Um, so I was in summer school, finished on a Friday, packed up my car and drove it out on Sunday kind of thing. Um, no job, no apartment, no nothing. Just Figured out, ah, figure it out, you know. I'm envisioning Axel Rose getting <laughs> off that bus and welcome to the jungle video. Yeah. Is it like that? P- pretty much. Yeah. 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 Except, yeah, it was just a dumb 22-year-old kid in a Mustang just driving across the 10. No so. plan? Just like, I'm going to get into this? I'm going to just, I'm just going to do this? Yeah. I mean, I, I figured that I would, you know, kind of figure something out. We had, again, with like our, our TVF program, we had a lot of different uh, friends and students and stuff that were getting ready to move out. And we were all just like, okay, well... I'll room with you. I'll room with this. And so I started out on a couch and knew that we'd, all right, we'd find an apartment and figure it out. And, um, yeah, wow. Looking back now, I'm like, what was I thinking? But yeah, yeah, that's what you do. And so just kind of, yeah, took that leap of faith. And so before I started sports studio, I did all the usual things. I mean, I started out, I did extra work on TV shows and I, uh, poured coffee at Starbucks. I worked in a restaurant. It was a server. I worked in the post-production accounting department for Fox, where basically I just called people asking for W-9s all the time, which mm-hmm. was just terrible. Like all day. That was <laughs> yeah, the job. Exactly. Yeah. Did you Try have a headset and, or it was actually like... No, you just actually had to call. Gosh. And yeah, and, you, and they, they faxed them in. Mm. And um, yeah, so did that. And then I coached a little bit of uh, high school soccer at a private school. Nice. Well, that's good. And uh, then eventually, <laughs> no joke, I... Answered an ad on Craigslist for an internship at Sports Studio, 
and uh, started working with a guy named Mark Ellis and started as an intern and just kind of at like about 10 hours a week and then realized this was something I just absolutely had to do. And I remember calling my parents. I'm like, okay, like I may need help because this, I'm just, I need to quit everything and just throw myself into this. And I didn't even know something like this existed. Like this is the coolest thing mm-hmm. That's ever. what I've done so, with our podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it was a good decision. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Continue on please. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I, I started with sports studio and um, just like a few commercials here and there and just kind of starting out. And then my first big feature film that I did behind the scenes was The Tooth Fairy. Oh, wow. With, what a small yeah. start for you. <laughs> yes. With the, with the rock. Only watched that like five times with my kids <laughs> back in the day. <laughs> this is with Sports so, Studio, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that was in Vancouver. So but, how come it's called Sports Studio? I mean, because you were getting like former athlete. I mean, or did they, it's just the name? It didn't really have anything to do with... Yeah, I mean, it was just a name is the idea that, yeah, it's, you know, just specifically focusing on sports movies. Yeah. And, yeah. So, so what did you do on that film? So um, what I do and what our company does in general, um, which is no longer sports studios now, game changing films, but we'll get to that. But um, we cast and choreograph the action for sports movies. So um, say for that example, f- um, for a hockey movie. We come in, we break down the script, see how many plays there are, see how many games there are. Then we hold a casting call where we find real hockey players that, you know, we don't fake it. We find real hockey players. Um, We also train the actor. So, you know, it was finding a a local coach that can train Mm -hmm. the rock to skate. And um, wow. How did did that go? Like, that's got to be a difficult endeavor. Yeah. He wasn't too interested in um, really trying to, to learn how to skate. I think it was... He went out there and kind of fell on his butt one time and he's like, yeah, this this isn't going to work. Like in a serious way, like not so much like all kidding aside. Uh, I mean, it was kind of like one of those where he was laughing, but it was like, yeah, okay, yeah, we need to figure something else out. Yeah. Yeah. So in that case, you have to pull in a stunt double to do the actual skating sequences for him. Yeah. So we actually we had two doubles for him. Um, We did a little bit of face replacement. That was whenever it was just kind of starting out. Um, And then we also built this rig. that would go on the ice and he would sit there with his stick and just go back Kind of like the car behind the, tr- like <laughs> yeah, when they're driving, exactly. like the same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Was that was the ice. first rig of its kind? Was that? Um, probably on ice at least for sure. Cause yeah. you just had like grips that knew how to skate. And we were again, filming in Canada. So pretty much Everyone. all the crew knew how to skate and all that stuff. So you had a bunch of grips that were just, they'd get a running start and just take off with the. We talked to somebody before, um, Amanda, McC- one of our guests, and she said the reason she loved like the movie stuff was because you just did stuff just like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, we need it. So we're not going to go and like Google search to go find, like, we're going to actually build it and just do it. Is mm-hmm. it, is that kind of been a thing for you too? Like, yeah, that's the way it just like spontaneously just comes about. It's one of my favorite things about filmmaking is that it's all problem solving. It's, yeah. it's just, and coming up with the most random things. Um, yeah, I was talking actually with, uh, we're filming a movie here in Fort Worth right now. And I was talking with Rob Cordry, who's on it. And he was talking about that, how he's like, it's like, I've met so many crew members that have just come up with amazing stuff. And then they've like gone out and marketed it to the world of just like, and it just has found a place just in other people and other lives and what every, yeah. everybody else is doing. And hold, it's not just a filmmaking that thought, thing. Though, we're going we're gonna to get there. So four years mm-hmm. at sports studio, then you've, you're, you're in love. You've learned the business backwards and forwards. What happens next in that sequence? So then we, um, I had been working with a woman named Amy McDaniel for a long time during that time. And, um, 
we felt like we could maybe just try to venture out and start our own thing. And uh, so Amy played basketball at Pepperdine. And so she had been working with Mark and with Sports Studio for a long time. She had started out on Miracle and um, another small that. start. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the hockey movies, it worked out well. Oh, for sure. So um, was she Canadian? She was not. No. Yeah. No. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so we launched uh, Game Changing Films is one of those where it's like, all right, we, we decided to do this and just uh, locked ourselves in a room and just said, okay, what are we going to do? Let's, let's come up with a title. And we just came up with a, a name of the company and we walked out and then uh, we asked a couple of our fellow crew members that were working with us at the time, including my future husband, was not my husband at the time, uh, Mike Sheldon. And uh, I said, we're like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to leave Sports Studio and we're going to start this company, Game Changing Films. Like, you guys in? They're like, all right, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. And we're like, all right, great. Let's hit up happy hour and let's uh, come up with a plan. And um, so, yeah, kind of the rest is history. Were there any issues at, at Sports Studio that were leading these pe- leading all these people, including your husband, to want to leave? Because that's obviously a step out for some of these folks. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think uh, there were some differences in kind of with management issues and stuff like that. And we decided that um, we were kind of going in a different direction. And yeah, you were um, kind of doing a niche out from there because they were doing like mm -hmm. the whole films. Right. And you guys were like, no, we're we're doing this part. Like we're good at this part. Yeah. I mean, they were doing um, they're also did sports. You also did like a bunch of wardrobe and uniforms and stuff like that. And um, and we just decided that we were kind of thinking things in a different way and just honestly felt like we could do it better and more efficiently. And then eventually a few years later, we actually started doing uniforms and equipment as well. What in a typical film is like the number, like, is there an average number of choreographed, like sports choreographed, um, scenes? Um, yeah. So it totally depends. Like, um, you know, we'll, we'll call them, you know, each individual plays. And yeah. so we will choreograph a play, you know, I would say like in uncle drew, for example, we had probably about 25 choreographed plays. Uh huh. Whereas I think probably in Miracle, it was probably closer to like 65. Yeah. Oh, wow. So um, that's obviously a very heavy sports movie, whereas Uncle Drew was like a little bit more of a comedy and yeah. a lot more. We knew a lot more stuff would be improvised and we could do a lot more what we call free play with, you know, guys like Kyrie and, yeah, and Shaq and stuff. So when those guys are, work, when you're working with them, do you have to go and kind of prep them for the scene beforehand, like go mm -hmm. work a day with them and then, then you'll actually shoot the scene and then you'll go on to the next one, that kind of thing. Is that what Exactly. Yeah. So a lot of times we'll do like an actual training camp. Mm. Um, and so we will, we'll bring the, the players and the athletes in and we'll rehearse all the plays and choreograph everything. So then when, once we get into to filming, we're ready to go. It's like, all right, guys, we're, we're, this is game three, play two. You remember this one? This is the toss sweep, yep. you know, out to the left and they're, mm. you know, you know, everybody knows what it so is. So the pivotal and, moments in the movie, the the game winning goal or the game when it ends against the rush team, the Russian team that you guys are choreographing and filming that particular piece. Yeah. So yeah, all of That's that has amazing. been choreographed and everything has been, you know, figured out exactly, you know, what to do. And, you know, sometimes crazy things happen and you do get lucky and, um, just something nuts mm -hmm. happens, especially hockey is so, uh, so, I mean, so hard to do a deflection, for example, or, yeah. you know, something like that, like that's so specific. And so sometimes right. you do to kind of just have to kind of go with it and just go with the free play, but there's always a blueprint there and to kind of, you know, is there a ballpark uh, period of time for each of these 
uh, moments you're filming? Is it weeks, days, months for each one? You did say you did 60 ish, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it depends, obviously it depends on the budget of the movie. Um, it depends on how many days they kind of have budgeted to shoot the action. Um, in general, depending on the sport, you can usually get about three to four plays of action a day. Mm-hmm. Um, especially like for football or something like that. Yeah. Um, and then again, it also depends on how much crowd reaction there are. If, if there's a bunch of actors in the stands and on mm-hmm. the sidelines and you know, all that stuff, then you also have to include that with kind of with each play is depending on You don't on choreograph that though too, do you? Um, it, it depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, especially like the sidelines, we usually do help with that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, choreography and teaching the coach or coaches right. or trainers or whomever is on the sidelines. Like, okay, this is where you would be standing. This, a lot of times we're also helping them with dialogue. This is, you know, kind of filler of what you would be saying in this moment. And yeah. This is, you know, this yeah. Kind of, because usually in a script, it's like, okay. And then the the winning team scores a touchdown. And sometimes that's all it says. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. a lot of it is trying to figure out, okay, well, what is that exactly? What play is that? Is that going to be, you know, a slant across the middle? Right. Is it going to be uh, in basketball? Is it going to be a, an alley-oop? Is it, you know, how are you, how are you doing that? And so. So you start game changing films. Uh, what's the first project? Um, gosh, uh, I think we were still doing, uh, a TV show called necessary roughness. It was, yeah, it was on USA network and, um, and it was very sports based. And so we had done the first two seasons kind of under the sports studio umbrella. And then season three we did, uh, with, with game changing films. And, and that one was really fun because we were able to do a bunch of different sports that season. And so we ended up doing like women's tennis and track Mm -hmm. and, uh, boxing and baseball and basketball. And we did pretty much football, obviously football, the football was a big part of the show. And so it was really good to kind of try to figure out, okay, this casting side of it is we not only just kind of venturing out just kind of mainly from like the major sports, but then we were also able to kind of build our a little bit more experience with the other things are taking off quickly for you guys. It sounds like, yes. Um, (laughs) what happens to sports studio? Um, well, fair so, question. <laughs> yeah. So just recently in about, about three or four months ago, um, sports studio became no longer and we were contacted by the former or the owners, the former owner really, um, that it kind of defaulted back to and asked if we wanted to purchase their inventory. Like I said, we, I mentioned that we had started a uniform and gear company as mm-hmm. well and game changing gear. Mm-hmm. And so they asked if we wanted to go ahead and purchase their inventory, which included a huge warehouse of about 20,000 square feet wow. full of uniforms and equipment in, did you in guys? California. We sure did. Yeah. Outstanding. So, yes. So did you get a good deal? We did. <laughs> so yes, it was, uh, we are still, as we're saying, like, you know, building the plane while we fly it. Yeah. And, you know, but kind that's of gotta that, be a, but, like a fuselage in that kind of, in, you yes, know, build. It, and it was a very, very quick transaction and we had to basically get, all the stuff packed up and moved out in a new warehouse in about a week. And so we had just called up a bunch of our athletes that had just wrapped on season three of all American. And they had wrapped that Friday before. And I texted all of them. I said, guys, I need you to show up on Monday morning, mm-hmm. wear your athletic clothes, bring some water and let's get after it. It's out in LA. Like a, mm-hmm. it was, so you had one warehouse to another warehouse in LA. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One day we like to come look through that. I'm yeah. sure we can oh, find a, for sure. a, cap, a, captain, a captain outfit yes. for this guy. <laughs> yes. So you see some of the films you're, you've been involved with, obviously yes. some before and some at, some current, some after. Um, these are these are things you've been very involved with on on the sports side of it. Mm-hmm. What exactly would you? Would, how would you describe game changing films as 
uh, role? If there's, is there a, like a mission statement of, or of some sort? Yeah. I mean, basically it's, yeah, to, to cast and coordinate, you know, action, sports action, TV, movies, commercials, and uh, we try to make it authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing is authentic right, right. as well as, you know, safe, you know, keeping all the athletes and actors safe and uh, but making sure that the director's vision is coming to life. And uh, what make- do you lend to on authenticity with something like the Dark Knight? Um, well, so it was actually it was Dark Knight Rises. So we did the scene where um, Bane blows up the field. Bane, that's the name, Jay. I was thinking I couldn't <laughs> think of the bad guy's name. I only knew the mask thing. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Bane blows up uh, Heinz Field. And so for that particular right. scene, yeah, it was it was pretty freaking amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. We had cast all the players and um, and everybody. And then we had rehearsed the day before. And on that day, too, the uh, on the filming day, you know, you had like some of the actual real Steelers came in and we had Heinz Ward out there was returning the kick. And we had a double for him as well. And it basically just, we rehearsed it. And I mean, you have things falling, literally falling down and jumping into holes and all that stuff. And obviously they did a lot of stuff with CGI as well, but mm-hmm. it was, uh, and then they came to us. This is always one where you're like, you just kind of go with it. You're like, okay. They came to us, we'd rehearsed everything. And on the filming day, they came to us and said, Hey, so the mayor wants to do the kickoff. And we said, I'm, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> They're like, yeah, no, like the mayor of Pittsburgh, he wants, he wants to do the kick. Like he's in the football outfit, like yes. doing the kick? Like, and I don't know if you know, but like kickoffs aren't easy. Right. And it's a very- Well, sp- well relatively speaking. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm kidding. Yes. Kidding. <laughs> it's a very specific thing and it's only one play. It's a kickoff. That's yeah. it. So- we're like, ah, oh, well, could he just do like the national anthem? Like we have that piece, right? Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be a could good thing? Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're like, no, no, no. He really wants to do the kick. Like, ah, oh, he, he kicked a little bit. We're like, okay. Thankfully, he really did kick a lot. He, he kicked oh, in college and he did a great job. But that's one of those where you're like, okay, well, Can't that's no. that's what, okay. That's what Christopher Nolan has said. And there you go. Let yeah. me get this straight. In The Dark Knight Rises, the mayor of Pittsburgh is kicking the kickoff. 100%. That's that is, great. That is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Choreographed no, by these guys, probably tight, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Is that a known, known fact, an effect? I don't know if it's all that well known or not. I don't know. Yeah. You pulled it off apparently, so yeah. good job. But mm-hmm. n- none of the stadium or the field is actually getting destroyed. I know you didn't blow it up, but it, are you digging holes in the turf or is any of that stuff happening? Is that all CGI? Um, no, I mean, there were like actual some holes and stuff in there. Like it was... Just so you know nuts. where they were when they were filming kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so because the guys had to have somewhere like the football players and stunt guys mm-hmm. had some, have to go somewhere to fall. Oh, and, yeah. Um, what are you doing during all this... It's happening at the stadium. Where are you? Um, so I was standing at the end of the end zone, just hoping and praying that one, we didn't fumble the kickoff, mm-hmm. um, that we didn't muff it. And um, yeah, just making sure that Heinz everybody Ward doesn't drop the ball ever, does he? Uh, he doesn't. But, you know, it's in a way it's a little bit different. Like mm-hmm. there. But the good news is, and that's I also think why athletes do so well in sports movies, like they're used yeah. to pressure. They're mm-hmm. used to that. They're sure. used to everybody looking at them that, you know, it's their time to shine. And so they can, they can do pretty well with that. So enough, obviously he did well with it. Do you ever have an athlete though, where you're like, uh, he's not going to, or she's not going to get here. Like, I mean, we're just, we're working with it and we're trying to get you to this place, but (laughs) this is just not happening. Um, as far as athletes, um, it's more on like the side of the acting thing. Yeah. Where they're just, you're just like, Oh, you are really stiff <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. Yeah. we're trying, but 
oh man, this is not good. Yeah. And then obviously there's a lot of actors that are not athletes. Oh yeah. So you, you can see that probably certainly. almost immediately in showing up, right? Yes. Just the way they move. Just the way they walk. You can tell For sure. right away how they carry themselves. It's yeah. just. I noticed that with JW right off the bat when <laughs> right. I first met him. Yeah. I knew there was an angle there <laughs> right. somewhere. Right. <laughs> I who, had to. who are some of your favorite uh, celebrities, actors that you've come across during your time that you really like? Um, that's a good question. I would say, I mean, honestly, Dwayne was amazing and he is amazing. Like there's a reason that he is who he is. Like mm -hmm. he is just, his personality is so great. He's, he's game for whatever. Um, this was, I didn't work on this movie it was before my time, but uh, a movie called game plan. And in it, uh, when they were prepping, he tore his Achilles Ooh. and that was, and just a routine play. Like just, he was in rehearsal. Like they weren't, they're were just kind of like warming up basically. And he just rolled out and it popped. Oh wow! And uh, so they had to shut down production for six weeks and then yeah he went and rehabbed a little bit and then brought it back or maybe it was six months I don't even know it was it was a long time mm -hmm. and then they then started back up and then obviously he was not doing as much as yeah. the action as they had had anticipated right, right. so again you just kind of have to roll with the punches and, and go with it but uh yeah Dwayne's great I you know I Tooth Fairy was my first one and then we did Ballers and mm -hmm. um by the time we were doing Ballers though yeah he was he was really, he was big time then, you know, he yeah. was, he was really Dwayne and he had his, his hand kind of his in everything. Demeanor changing from tooth fairy to ballers. Not his demeanor. He was still just fun and all that stuff, but he was definitely busier. Yeah. Yeah. Does, did he remember like you guys? Do you kind of remember, like, is there a familiarity? Like, oh, a little I bit. You from the yeah. last set kind of thing. Yeah. And then Makes same idea. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, same idea with like Adam Sandler, like he is legitimately a really a good athlete like he's a really good basketball player yeah um and he takes his job very seriously all the comedies he takes seriously and mm -hmm. it's one of the things that's really i enjoy about him and but he also just enjoys just having fun with his friends too and it's interesting. I wouldn't have thought that with another comedian, like he's been for his whole career, but yeah. he does take it very seriously. He takes it very seriously. Yeah. And he'll kind of snap at the guys like I did grown ups with him, And you know, when the guys were kind of playing the basketball game and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so whenever they were kind of going off the rails a little bit, he'd kind of snap back at him. And yeah. So he's like, he was like a team leader. Really. Oh yeah. That's mm -hmm. good. So game changing films is in season four of all, all American as we mm -hmm. spit, as we sit. So what's going on right now? Are you guys filming right now are you guys what's what's yes. where do you sit right now with that we are so we are filming all american in los angeles right now we are just about to start on episode 406 and i think we actually i think it starts airing in about a week okay. uh, maybe 10 days i think on the 25th um and so this this show has been really really great we were there from the pilot so from the very very beginning and uh you know i remember seeing these the players and the actors just kind of walking up for the first time and yeah. us meeting them. And, you know, Daniel, the the lead who plays the, the main guy, Spencer, he is, um, he's British and had never played football before, but is athletic overall. But the difference between him from when we met him on the pilot versus now is just, it's night and day. I mean, he worked, has worked so hard on training and trying to get better and, and all that. And so, uh, it's really like this show has really become a family. Like we, we really genuinely enjoy the actors. We enjoy the crew and, uh, it's been pretty much the same crew from the beginning. And so it's really, it's a good one. And we're now actually are doing the spinoff as well. All American homecoming. Right. So, uh, and so that kind of features some baseball and tennis. And so it's oh, fun yeah. to, yeah. And female tennis. And so it's, 
fun to work with some female athletes now too. So that's incredible. What's the hardest part of, of your job doing these things? Um, I would probably the hours. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, a lot of work, long hours, um, very short turnaround when we're on a, a job, you know, my, my husband and I, we have two small kids. And so when we're like really filming on a job and stuff, it's almost like we just kind of have to have the kids mm -hmm. away because we, we never see them. We're gone before they wake up and we're home after they're asleep. And so that, you know, that's probably like the toughest thing about the the industry and about the business. And, um, actually it's, it should be interesting. There, there's a possible strike happening within the film industry. Oh, wow. Kind of based on that idea that just the hours are so, so right. crazy. Um, but you know, at the end of the day too, we still, we still get to make movies and shows and, um, it's a lot, a lot of hard work, but it, it is a lot of fun too. Yeah. What does Mr. Sheldon do for a living? Uh, he also works with Game Changing Films. Okay. So oh, you told me that he came along with you guys. Yeah. Right. So he, um, yeah. So he's a, a coordinator. So he's more on the field or on the court, um, kind of really specifically working with camera and making sure that the the choreography is correct. And is he good um, at what he does? He's very good at what he does. Yeah. Would Would it be safe to say you're his boss? <laughs> Uh, yes, I would say on paper. Yes. I'm Outstanding. Boss. <laughs> Outstanding. Um, currently you're in town. You live in LA though, correct? I live in Austin and I live Austin? and we have an apartment in LA too. LA, okay. Mm -hmm. Currently you're working on a film called the senior. Mm -hmm. We're filming it right now. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that, please. So yeah, so it's, uh, it's based on a true story about a 59 year old, uh, football player that had played in the seventies and then went back to his alma mater. He had one year of eligibility left. And so he went back at 59 years old to play linebacker at Solaros state. And, um, is this a true story? It's yeah, it's a true story. Cause we knew the, remember the Texas Wesleyan guy, mm -hmm. same thing. Mm -hmm. Britain's getting some ideas. Yep. Though, so <laughs> guess be careful yeah. over here. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, Michael Chiklis, uh, from the shield mm -hmm. and, um, fantastic four is playing, uh, Mike Flint is the the character name. And, uh, yeah, so it's been one of those where this story has been around Hollywood for years. I remember we broke down the script, I think maybe like in 2013, 14, something like that. And so that was when we first thought it was going to, it's been various different actors attached and, finally it's it's finally making its way and so it's uh it's a it's a good one and uh mark chiardi who is a big time sports producer he's you know did all he did miracle and the rookie and mm -hmm. all that and he's uh he's one of the producers on that are you doing so, the entire movie or just the sports scenes from the movie so just the sports yeah okay. just the football specific uniforms too do you like you yeah. get to use yep. that big warehouse full of stuff yeah, we sure do yep we're oh, yep. very good mm -hmm. so yeah we made custom uniforms for the the old 70s stuff. And then for a lot of the opponents, we just add stuff from our warehouse. And if you need a couple of washed out um, old dudes to, you know, stand in for, you know, to hold up a somebody else. We're, yeah. We're here for you. Yeah. The click thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to do. The click thing. The yes. Click thing. <laughs> Very good. Um, what, what's the best day uh, in filming you've had? Do you have any really amazing stories? Do you have any crazy stories that have happened to you? <sighs> One of my favorites, and it was such like a little thing, and it's a movie that hardly anybody, probably not a lot of people saw, but it's um, it's called McFarland USA, yeah. and uh, yeah, Kevin Costner is um, is in it. And wait, is that the one with the kids with running? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I saw Cross that. Country. I saw yeah. that at the movie theater. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. it was a good movie. Yeah, um, that was one where we had been training with those kids, 
uh, like actually running with them for like six weeks. And so we were like, they were like our, our little brothers and that kind of thing. And, um, and on the first day of set, and we had heard maybe that Costner was difficult. And so we didn't really know what to expect. So on the first day of set, we're in there and it was like just kind of a non-action scene. Like they were doing like a little weightlifting or something. And, um, Kevin's there and he's, you know, filming the scene with them and the, one of the kids, a 16 year old, like one of the youngest ones stepped on one of his lines, which, you know, you don't do. <laughs> and mm-hmm. What's uh, that mean? Did uh, you mess so, up your line? No. So like he had, when Kevin had a line, he sp- basically spoke over him. Oh, um, like I do the whole show. Like I've been doing you. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yes. You don't do this in the movies. Okay. It's, it's frowned upon a little bit okay. to, to Kevin Costner. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it was one of those where everybody kind of like held their breath for a second. It's like, oh. And uh, Kevin just kind of took him aside and said, he's like, hey, remember, he's like, you know, you have to wait until I ask you the question, you know, before, you know, before you, you know, before you answer. And he's like, oh, yeah, yes, sir. He's like, he's like, yeah, no, we got this. We'll be fine. You know, and it was like right then he took on that kind of like coach role and, you know, and he's an athlete himself, like he was a baseball player. And so it was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, this is really, you know, this is gonna be nice. And so by the end of the movie, it's like they all have to run up. I don't know, you know, that big hill. spoilers. Yeah. But they have to run up that big hill. Yeah. And we had one of the, the main actors who's a little bit bigger. And we why did you look at me directly when you said that? <laughs> Thank you for doing that. Yes. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I, yeah. I was hoping you didn't notice. <laughs> it's okay. We have editing somewhere on this <laughs> floor. <laughs> um, so yeah. So the, the guy has to make it up the big hill and it was one of those where it's like, I didn't know if he did. And he, he freaking did it. And we all like the whole crew lost it. Like everybody was just cheering and going nuts and Kevin was going nuts at monitor. And just, it was really, it was like same thing. It was like that family atmosphere and something special to be part of it. That's awesome. So Mm -hmm. Coster is a good looking human and he's a nice guy. Who would have thought Well, on some (laughs) sets, I wouldn't, you know, for sure. There's probably moments on all sets that are not (laughs) like that. Yeah. Um, what's the, what's the worst thing that's happened to you in this business? Hmm. That's a good one. Is it right now? I mean, <laughs> by the way, what do you make of our set? Since you're involved in sets, does this set really uh, stand out to you in any special way? I like it. I, uh, I think it's, I, I think it has some potential. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not a full blown, you know, studio budget, but you know, mm-hmm. we're getting there, you know, it's right. like maybe like a mid major, like you're, you're. We have know. a small warehouse ourselves right, right. behind here. <laughs> With uniforms. Uh, we can go to. Yeah. Call, it our, call it our closet, but yes, we <laughs> yeah. have uniforms Perfect. too. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you got a very cool story. For um, sure. Thank you for sharing with us. Anything yeah. else? That we, how can people find you guys? Um, so, yeah. So we are on the normal social medias. Yeah. We've got Instagram and Facebook at Game Changing Films and then Twitter at Game Changing FLM because you couldn't go the whole way with Game Changing Films on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our website, uh, you can actually create a free profile if you're interested in being an athlete. I in saw some that. Of our movies. Yes. Yeah. So you can create a pre free profile on there, right. gamechangingfilms.com. And um, yeah, we post casting calls on there all the time. And oh, just, so yeah. Brenton could literally sign up for it to be, it. to be in a movie, mm-hmm. probably not a sports movie, but potentially that's right. what you do. But does it help if we know you? Like, could I just in my <laughs> description say, and yes, we, you know, we did meet you and yes, you know. absolutely. Yeah. It's all about who you know, right? It's for Hollywood. Sure. It's, yeah. yeah. We saved <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. surprise for you. This little this little gym we found <laughs> online. Do you remember these days? Oh uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a couple kids ago. Um, right, right. Yeah, 
So yeah, no, that was, uh, where, that was back was in that LA. Mississippi? When was, or was that like That was after? in LA. Yeah. It was a little like a promotional model shoot thing. Mm. Um, yeah. Yep. What, what position were you in soccer? I was a forward. Forward. Very good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we appreciate you being here. What, Absolutely. What, last question for us. We always ask our guests, what's the mm-hmm. best day of your whole life? Aside familial affairs, husband, kids, what's the best day of your whole life? Um, I would say one of the coolest things, and this is also in, in our film world was, um, we did, uh, the movie safety and we filmed at the halftime of a Clemson football game. And so we had our guys, we had been rehearsing and we had rehearsed the week before and, but you never are really sure what's going to happen. And we thought, oh, okay, it was a blowout game. Like Clemson was already winning by like four touchdowns at halftime against Charlotte, I think. And so we're like, okay, well, everybody's going to leave at halftime. Like there, we have eight minutes to do everything that we need to do. And, uh, everybody stayed and they went nuts. We had our team like all up at the top of the hill and seeing our guys like run down the hill at halftime of got, you know, players that we had cast and, uh, and then come onto the field. And we had like nine cameras out there to capture all the action. And we just, knocked it out in like that eight minutes and um, it was just cool. It was um, like recreated, like you actually created that energy. Kind yeah. Of thing. And I mean, there were 80,000 screaming fans mm-hmm. like that's because, you know, most movies that we do, it's like, all right, you've got like 250 extras at most. And then they just repopulate it with CGI. But so I've never experienced anything like that. Like where you're just, there's so many screaming fans. You well, couldn't hear work. anything. You've done some great projects and great films and we wish you well. On, Movie on the magic. Senior. It yes. is. It yes. is. <laughs> very nice to meet you. You're a yes. very lovely person. So thank you. Absolutely. We appreciate you very much. Yeah. Thank you. Jesse Sheldon. All right. Thank you.